0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Talk. In this episode, we have a
1: beautiful guest, Rachel. Hi, babe. How are you? Hi, good. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thanks for being
1: here. So to start this off, tell us a little bit more just about you. Sure. So um, let's see. I am originally from California. I moved out to Arizona for my master's degree I'm finishing up my license in clinical mental health counseling. It's something that I kind of came across after my undergrad degree, and I'm so happy to be in this field. I'm so passionate about what I do, and I feel like I'm finally living out my true calling in life
0: yeah that's amazing and (laughs) congratulations on that by the way thank you amazing so okay so you are a clinical um mental health counselor and Mm -hmm. I actually wanted to dig into that a little bit so what really you know has your journey been like with that and how has that really affected you
1: Absolutely. So I kind of came across this field by chance. So when I was probably like 10 years old, I wrote down in 10 years, I want to be a therapist. (laughs) Um, Like I was as a kid, the one that the friends always came to and asked for advice and what to do. And so I thought that was something I wanted to be. And then I got older, wanted to be a nurse or a doctor. Um, Nothing wrong with those fields. It just wasn't for me at the time during my undergrad. And so I had to kind of pivot and I got really into substance abuse counseling. Um, my heart and soul lies with helping addicted individuals. And so um, that was kind of the route I started to go. I worked at this group home and it was a wonderful experience with the youth who were a little um, less fortunate in life. And maybe it was their one stop before going to jail and mm-hmm. to try to learn some better life skills. Um and so, after that experience, I met a therapist there, and he's like, You would make a great therapist. You yeah, should really yeah. <laughs> look into it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, wonderful. Yeah. And, and so I did. And my journey now has been awesome. Um, I now work at a private practice, which is more um, what feeds my soul, helping yeah. people individually. And I work with people who struggle with anxiety, depression, um, like relationship issues, some ADHD. So I kind of, it's like a realm of people as well too
0: yeah that's incredible so throughout your journey with that as well um and I do speak a lot about mental health on this podcast Mm -hmm. I I feel like it's something that just really needs to be talked about more and Mm -hmm. I think we've all been there you know we've all been (laughs) to the point where we needed to ask for help and so Mm -hmm. within your relationship with your own clients and patients um you know what really is that goal you know what is I mean to you, from your perspective, what is what does that connection mean?
1: Well, with my clients, um, you know, we always want to be proactive. So that's what, kind of what I tell them a lot is like, this is the time we need to be proactive rather than reactive. Sometimes right. clients come to me and they're already in a state of crisis. And then at that right. point, it's a matter of like homeostasis and getting back to that alignment. And then we're going to learn um, those coping skills and what to do next time to prevent this from happening. So I think that's a huge takeaway people can yes. get is to be more proactive about mental health rather than right. reactive about it.
0: That's good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mental health. Uh, I mean, it is so, I don't know really what the word is for this, but it really can affect everyone at any yes. time. And mm-hmm. I think this may not a lot of people know about a lot of people will just say, oh, well, you know, it's affecting this person, but it'll never affect me
1: you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So throughout that, I mean, have you had any experiences within your own journey where, you know, you've had to, you know, take some time for your
1: mental health? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, you know, one thing about therapists, people just look at us and think we're like, right. You've got it all yeah, together. Absolutely. But like, you know, like last night yeah. I was crying on the kitchen floor making raviolis you know <laughs> like, we all have yeah. those moments of weakness and right. you know yeah. thankfully I just have some of the tools in my tool belt to get myself back together but doesn't mean that I don't struggle just as much as the next person would you know what I mean right um, yeah I definitely struggle with anxiety that's something that I've had since a very young age um, and right now I'm kind of getting like in and out of some depression um, yeah. and that is just something that is a little more situated situational for me so thankfully that's kind of the case but um that's the beauty of it being situational is I have the power to change it right yeah I love how you mentioned that you know because some people do think that therapists you know they have it all and Mm -hmm. they don't have
0: any problems but it's so true. You know, at, mm-hmm. we're all human, you know, we right. all deal with things, you know, <laughs> therapists are not, you know, we all, we all have our own things and all of that. So I don't want to ask you too. Um, so as far as coping mechanisms, mm-hmm. um, and I have talked about this as well. Mm-hmm. So coping mechanisms are very important to have, especially mm-hmm. in your mental health toolbox, I should say. <laughs> yes. So, what is your take on that? You know, what are some common coping coping mechanisms that either you
1: use or you have told your clients to use, you know, yes. what's your take on that? Definitely. So that is the number one thing that um, if anybody can take away from anything is right. to have a coping mechanism, especially right. at the younger ages. We see a lot of younger individuals starting to get into drinking um, or smoking just right. as a way of like a coping mechanism. And while that's cool and fun when you're younger, it doesn't really work out when you're older. Right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I really encourage is journaling. I think that, um, journaling is such a great way of one, releasing these emotions. Um, and it's like a best friend to talk to who doesn't talk to you back and you just throw your heart (laughs) out to this journal. Yeah, Um, that would be like my number one coping skill. I also think self care is really important. So that could look different for everybody. For me, it's it's a it's a bath. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I love taking bubble baths. And um, maybe it's like a, a face mask or teeth whitening, you know, just like really taking care of myself to feel beautiful on the outside, too
0: yeah self-care self-care yes yes mm-hmm. yes yes it, it's more powerful than what people think oh, <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah you know self-care is it's really more you know than what it what it is you know mm-hmm. um for me too you know even exercising for me um you know oh, I yes. do yoga I do Pilates mm-hmm. you know it really is a reset it really mm-hmm. is and it can help a lot not just physically but mentally too and I that's mm-hmm. what's something that shocked about me you know before I started yoga I had no idea, you know, that it had a mental, you know, place too. I, I had no idea until I started doing it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I always say to people too, like, never limit that. You know, like if right. you feel like there's something that you want to do as far as like working out or like whatever, or like trying this or trying a new tea or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, go for it. You know, have fun with it.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: <laughs> so also too i wanted to speak on you are a self-published author yes congratulations on <laughs> thank that, by you the way. i love thank that you. so you have published two books i believe yes correct okay awesome so i did want to talk about one so mm-hmm. dating for heartbreak um yes okay so can you please dig into that? Because I'm I am intrigued. Love to. <laughs> I think any, everybody listening would be intrigued as well.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So Dating for Heartbreak came about um, because I've always said, if you're not dating for marriage, you're dating for heartbreak. And the reason why I say that is because if we're not dating with the intention of what we want in our future, then we're just dating for heartbreak. And right. so... Um, that can look different for everybody. Not, I know, I understand that people don't all want to get married, right? Cool. Maybe it just looks like a commitment, a life partner. Um, so, but it's more of dating along those lines with being intentional. And so this book really highlights all the different dynamics of the relationship from start to finish, how to get the person to death and divorce. Um, and we yeah. just talk about kind of like the chase involved with dating and um, from both aspects of both women and female. But I have noticed that this book has gravitated towards men, mostly ages. Oh, like, wow, Yeah, ages like 21 to 30. I was really <laughs> wow. shocked. I'm like, wow, I wonder what it is. But I think it's meant for anybody like men or women in that age range from about 21 to 30. Um, but for some reason, the men are just like, loving it. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been great great. to offer that female perspective for them to understand like what a woman wants out of dating. Um, but also vice versa, what men want out of dating. Um, so yeah, Yeah. so it's, it's been really fun to write. Um, luckily I had the time to sit down and kind of hammer it out, but it's one of my favorite books that I've written so far.
0: Yes, that's amazing. And I mean, I was reading a little bit of it and I'm like, whoa. You know, like Aww. let's get my hands on this. Yes, I love that. And yeah. So what over I mean, what was the overall inspiration for your writing?
1: Well, so going back to me being a younger, young adult, um, I had a best friend who really struggled with dating. And I was like, Why are you dating these men, these boys, really? <laughs> yeah, let's be real. Boys, yeah. <laughs> Why are you dating these boys? who aren't aligning with what you want out of life. And so I told her, I was like, you need to make a husband list. And so I have this thing that I do with even my clients. Now I call it the husband slash wife list. And so you really need to hone down and write about what characteristics you really want out of a partner. So does that mean you want somebody who's tall? You want somebody who's successful, driven, motivated, um, ambitious, athletic, like all those (laughs) little characteristics that really seem like okay great you know whatever but it really helps to actually visualize it out um, because then you know when you meet that person you're going to be like oh right. this is my person because yeah. he will mentally check off those boxes for you um, and so she did that and then she met a guy not too long after and they they're still together it's been like two years now Oh wow um, yeah and so I love doing that with my clients too because they come to me and they're like well I don't know what I want, you know. Like I just yeah. whoever comes along next, and it's like, well, why does it have to be like that? You know, why can't why can't you have a clear vision of what you want that woman to look like that's going to walk into your life? You know, it's kind of like a form of manifestation a way too. Right. Where yeah, it's like we want somebody. It can be as descriptive or non-descriptive as you'd like for it to be. You know what I mean? It doesn't right. have to be blonde hair, six foot right. five. I was like, you know? yeah, <laughs> you don't have to do that. But the things that are really important to you and a partner, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely, and I love how you brought up the alignment. You know, it really Mm -hmm. is about two souls aligning. Mm -hmm. Um, I've, I mean, I've with my own dating life. You know, I've definitely dated um, not many winners (laughs) that have aligned with me. So, and and it does. It's so true. You know, um, you know, I love how you said that because I I've been actually started doing that as well. I've been kind of writing down what I want as far Mm -hmm. as you know the inner part as well um, Mm -hmm. and what I want for a partner because you you are. You know, I mean, again, not everybody wants to, you know, be, get mm-hmm. married, but it's really just about that finding that partner for exactly. for you, you know, the mm-hmm. right fit, yeah, absolutely. So also, too, throughout your journey, mm-hmm. um, you know, just public getting it published and getting that book out, yeah. Uh, you know, what was that process like? I mean, there's so many people I know
1: that want to write books and right. publish books, you know. So what was that? Yes. So with my first book, I wrote a 60 day woman's daily devotional. I went on this spiritual journey where I got really close to God. And I was like, what do I want to tell a young woman ages like, mm, like 16 to like 21. And it was everything that I felt like I needed to know back then too, as a young girl. So I hammered that out and I was like, great, I have this. Now what do I do with it? So fortunately, my dad actually published a book as well. So I went to my dad. My dad's like my number one go-to for everything. I'm like, dad, how do I do this? Uh-huh. And so we kind of like bounced off ideas. I talked to a, 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 a publishing company and um, they wanted to charge me like five grand to publish it. And I was oh, like, um, what in the student loans? No, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I was like, okay, what do I do? My dad's like, you should look into self-publishing through Amazon. He's like, the only downside of that is you are your own editor. You're your own cover artist. You're your own everything. So right. you need to have your ducks in a row if you're going to do this. And I was like, absolutely, you're right. Let me look into it. Looked into it. It's the more affordable way of publishing. Um, and I can do it on my own time and my own yeah. way, right? Because with a company, you're kind of under their thumb in right. a sense too. Yeah right and so published the first book that way and saw much success with that and you're also your own marketer too so i just use social media as a platform to market the book yeah and, um, yeah that's been great and so i kind of followed the same footsteps that uh, this time as i did the first time and um it's been great it is challenging i will say Right. yeah you know yeah. like the the cover part is extremely hard to do with uh making sure everything lines up and right. it's going to look good yeah. for print and it's right. a lot of work, but yeah. it's, it's worth it to have that flexibility in publishing when you want and what you want. Right. And
0: I'm so happy mm-hmm. you did speak on, you know, self publishing because I feel like a lot of people are very, very nervous to do that. Mm. But I mean, yes. look at you you're doing it and you're succeeding. Thank you. So Thank you. hey.
1: I mean, yeah, it's so More power scary. to you yeah thank you but you know one thing I tell my followers and stuff I'm just like hey it is self-published so if you do see a typo if you do see something (laughs) a little askew like let's not judge too hard okay (laughs) yeah
0: yeah it's still there (laughs) it's amazing though even with the typos Mm, (laughs) thank you (laughs) (laughs) so also too I want to ask where you know where do you really see yourself not just with your your writing Mm -hmm. but just Mm -hmm.
1: in general you know where do you see yourself Great question. So I'm finishing up my master's and my license, like I said, just putting in those hours at this point. Um, And then I take my exam in April. And so once I'm licensed, um, it's my goal about two years, maybe three years after that to open up my own private practice in Arizona. Oh, wow. that's Ooh. the goal. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think I would, I would love to just be one, a business owner. I have that very entrepreneurial mindset. Yes, um, yeah. And right now where I work is amazing. We have great um, payout rates, like, com- like very competitive to most private practices. I think my, the owner is absolutely fantastic and amazing. Yeah. Um, and I would stay with her forever if I could, <laughs> but yeah. I do love to branch out and kind of have my own and be my own brand and my own business absolutely yeah that's like the whole goal right that's like the dream right (laughs) right and so you know I'm trying to learn what I can from her Um, and has how she runs her business so that way I can you know model mine similarly and and also be successful as well too
0: yeah that's awesome yeah I believe you you. will do that I believe you will (laughs) thank you yeah and also I want to ask you what would you say is one word or quote
1: that you live by? Oh, great question. So this, <laughs> this changes all the time. And it's one thing I really encourage my clients to do too, is to write down a positive affirmation. Um, so one quote that I recently had, because I was dealing with a lot of imposter syndrome when I started mm-hmm. out in my career, feeling like, like, I'm not enough. Right. Like, what, what am I doing? I don't know anything, you know? Um, so it's, um, hold on. Give me a second to think about it. Because I always yeah, no, to think about it. It's <laughs> a hard question. Fear is expected, but doubt has to be invited. Something like oh, that. Okay. So basically saying that, like, fear is always going to be there. But doubt, you have to welcome doubt into your life. And so don't be afraid to be afraid of something, but don't doubt yourself doing it.
0: Oh, kind of
1: how that goes. And I was like, oh, thank you. Need that.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm so it's so funny. I, I always say this on every podcast, but I write all these down. I do. Because oh, just like what you said, with the positive affirmations, it's so important to have those, you know, be part of your life because mm. a lot of people say, oh, write down a quote, da, 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 whatever. But it's so true and it works oh. it really is good to have those positive reminders just in any mm. situation absolutely absolutely favorite one oh my favorite one my favorite quote okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: well uh, you know it, again just like what you said it changes all the time I know, <laughs> I know it does it's like oh it's like it resonates with us for like right? one week two weeks and then it's like on to the next <laughs> yeah it's like just don't move on I would say well currently hmm. that again it's a hard question <laughs> right I know sorry I, no, no, I, I would say probably hmm. never be afraid afraid to fail, I, I hmm. think, because, you know, you, you never know. I mean, life's full of failures no matter what, right? You're going to yeah. fail. You're going to fall on your face at some point. It's just bound to happen. But not being afraid of it, you know, it's mm-hmm. it being it's to be expected. You know? right. It's going to happen. And get up on your feet. You know, i failed many times throughout my personal life and my business hmm. life, you know. Hmm. It happens. And, you know, but just knowing that you can find the courage to get back up on your feet and still go for what you want, I think is, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. That's, well, I guess that's like a part two quote, but. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but yeah. You know, I think it's very, very important.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: absolutely. And it's <laughs> oh. great. Yeah, and it's like I feel like two quotes. Um, oh my god, my dog is howling. Can oh, do you hear that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so cute.
0: <laughs> and you have a husky too, right?
1: Yeah, I used to have one. My ex boyfriend and I had a dog together, but I have a cute Aww. little one of those little doodles. <laughs> now. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! And so, so my goal cute. with her is to make her a therapy dog. I can bring with her, bring her to my office. Oh, that's instead. awesome! So no, she's I- also part of the plan.
0: Ah. <laughs> You know, I wish I could put, because I have a Siberian, and I wish I could have him be my therapy dog, but he's not he's not that
1: way so oh yeah i know huskies (laughs) usually aren't they're like yeah (laughs) Yeah,
0: he's running around (laughs) yeah Uh, but anyways rachel Mm -hmm. oh my gosh thanks so much for joining us this is amazing you're you are like a triple threat you're like oh beauty you got brains you're talented you're motivated you're
1: driven you got it all so this has been an honor having you (laughs) thank you it's been such a pleasure to chat with you